Welcome to The Straight Cut. My name is Steve Garland. I'm Aaron Shuttleworth. And we are coming to you from West End Cigars in Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, back for another episode. Ready to kick it off, Aaron? I am. It's another week in the books. Uh, week Starting week five yeah. for us. Um, you know, onward and upward. Um, so this week we are smoking the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro. Um, this is one of my favorite cigars. Um, I think it came out this last year at IPCPR, um, and it is probably my favorite of everything we, we brought back from that show. Yeah, I think yeah, I think we got it after this past uh, uh, IPCPR. I don't know if it's my favorite that we brought in, but it's definitely one of my favorites of the Drew Estate line and everything. And uh, um, It's nice to actually smoke in something you know, on the show that we both really like. Yeah. But, you know, we had to step out of our comfort zone like we did last week, but now we're back into, you know, easy territory. (laughs) All right. So the reason we chose this cigar um, is because we wanted to pair it with something that our next guest brought us. Um, And our guest this week is Mr. Jim Alley um, with Guillermo's Coffee. How you doing, Jim? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today, guys. Yeah, we're excited to have you. So um, tell us a little bit about what we've paired with here. Well, what we have is a Brazilian coffee here, okay, which is obviously going to go real well with the Brazilian cigar that we're yeah. smoking, right? And I always find it kind of interesting to be able to pair a coffee with a cigar that comes from the same country, actually. Yeah. I think it brings a little bit more depth to the actual pairing itself. Yeah, we've done this before um, with a local brewery here in town um, where we paired cigars with coffee and beer, um, and it went really, really well. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not a huge coffee drinker, but this is really good. I, I we'll get you this. converted, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, do you drink a lot of coffee? Um, if you want to call it that, it is, uh, I call it 17-year-old white girl coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I look hard. I look like a hardened criminal. I drink coffee like I'm in middle school. Yeah, you drink like the, the milkshake kind uh, of idea, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, like the, the, the frozen frappuccino with you know, whipped cream and chocolate drizzle and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, takes that, you like two minutes to order it. That is that is my quote unquote <laughs> coffee. Um, fiance, she drinks coffee. She's definitely a junk coffee drinker. Yeah, I always joke that she's drinking coffee like she's about to go work in the coal mines. <laughs> I am the exact opposite. So no, I mean, um, so you know, drinking this coffee tonight, I have had a, a few swigs, and it's not bad. You know, maybe it's just the fact that I've been drinking bad coffee before. Um, <laughs> we'll get into it, but you know, it's. I think it'll work. Yeah. Yeah, I think it does work pretty well when you start doing these type of pairings, right? Yeah. And you start learning a little bit more about what you're drinking. It brings a little different appreciation out. Yeah. And uh, hopefully it changes your taste buds a little bit there, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, yes. we'll see. Yes. I, I'm still yes. going to get that. Uh, yeah. I'm still going to get the, uh, the the cookies and cream thing from your place, though. Not, that's not going <laughs> to You guys sell me. a lot of those? Uh, the cookies and creams? Yeah. Yeah, the 17-year-old white girls. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and me. And Aaron. And Aaron. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, so a little bit about the cigar we're smoking, like we said, the, the Herrera SLE, uh, Brazilian stock cut Maduro. So it is a Drew Estate cigar, um, blended by Willie Herrera, who kind of a legend in the cigar world. Um, really, really good. Uh, what's your, what's your take on the, on just getting it lit? Um, yeah, I mean, it's great. I'm a half inch in, um, just everything about this, you know, marks everything on, on from my books oily oily uh, oily wrapper um just you get that spice and everything you have that brazilian wrapper but then also has um it all has that you know uh broadleaf connecticut binder and everything so it just adds a little bit more of that depth of flavor to everything so i really enjoy that but everything off this herrera line i, I really like i like the regular 
uh, Herrera Esteli, but when they came out with this Maduro one, I mean, yeah. it was, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've loved it ever since. See, I don't think this has a very oily wrapper. To me, it's it's it, almost well, like uh, paper. It is, um, well. It's not very oily. To, I don't know, maybe it's I'll got just, more of like a matte look. To yeah, it. it does have a, have a little matte, but it just just that, ri- I guess richness is the word I want yeah. to use, that richness look. Yeah, and it smokes like a freight train. Oh, everything that he, Agreed. everything that they make it, it's like yeah. a freight train. We're gonna smoke ourselves out of this, out of the members. <laughs> yeah, it's tonight. gonna be filled. So, Jim, why don't you tell us a little bit of uh, how you got into the coffee business? Well, it's kind of an interesting story. I sure didn't intend to. It's one of those type of things that you fall into, and then all of a sudden you find out just how much you love it and how much yeah. you missed it. My son was actually a barista over at Guillermo's, and subsequently I became a pretty good customer over there. And I can't even say I was like a huge coffee drinker. I mean, I drank coffee. I've drank coffee my whole life, but didn't have that real appreciation to it. Yeah. And still, I started kind of learning it. And so you do learn those types of, you know, the different taste notes and, and exactly what uh, each coffee is all about. But I began to kind of learn that. I got to know the owner over there. And all of a sudden, he, he, he knew and knew a lot of people in the community. He said, man, I've got to sell this coffee shop. Do you know anybody? So I kind of seeked the, the market out there for him a little bit no buyers whatsoever. And I said, man, by the way, what would you have taken for this if we'd been able to find a deal? He threw out a number and I threw out the checkbook and that's how I got in the business because I realized <laughs> just really kind of what a diamond in the rough this place was. Yeah. And let me tell you, two years later, it's a diamond. Yeah. So it's not far from our shop. It's here in Little Rock, Arkansas. And uh, we go over there all the time and get coffee and bring it back over. And we serve your coffee yeah. here. Yeah. Um, and, and we still, you know, we got to send Aaron over there to get his cookies and cream. <laughs> what, what is that actually called? Well, it, there is a cookies and cream. It, it's well, a frappuccino. Frappuccino. Yeah, frappuccino. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't really do that. I do like espresso and latte occasionally. Right. You're 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 coming to the game. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's good. See, so I'm get just Aaron gonna. There, I want to order so much that I actually get my own drink, and it's just gonna be. Just the girliest thing that you can that you <laughs> the, can think of. The ginger and cream. The, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have it called the Aaron Special. The Aaron sure. Special. There <laughs> That's, it. That's it. No, but like um, like we we're saying, you know, you're right across the street from us, so you're within walking distance yeah. from our shop. So yeah. not only, I mean, can you go over there and get a good cup? But like you said, we we don't even sell your coffee here. It, this is our house coffee, so everybody can come get a great cup of coffee you know yeah on us well what's really cool about that is we both have great reputations in the marketplace mm-hmm. out here right and i think that brings the culture to this as well too yeah while you can have a great cigar and you can have a great cup of coffee it's when you combine those two and the people that are sharing in that that's kind of what makes it special don't you think guys oh, yeah. yeah i mean I agree. you know yeah yeah and uh so you guys just got your patio opened up now right yeah we got the patio and of course i gotta tell you we blessed it with a couple of west end cigar ashtrays there out we there go. that's what i'm it's talking cigar about cigar friendly Come yeah, on over. <laughs> yeah, I know Brandon goes over there quite a bit and yeah. sits on the patio and works and yeah, stuff. Exactly. So. Yeah, when he, need, when he needs to get away from us. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so you guys now roast all your stuff, right? We do. We are an actual uh, local roaster of the green coffee bean. We import the green bean from yeah. the different origin countries, and we have 10 different origin countries. So we have 10 original origins, plus we create some of our own blends. But it's all roasted on site. We roast. Oh, my son's the master roaster. Okay. He uh, he roasts two two times a week usually. Okay. So you're getting the freshest coffee that you possibly can over there, and it makes a difference. It truly does. I mean, we're not into the prepackaged stuff and the stuff you grab off the uh, grocery shelf whatsoever. And uh, I, I know our, our our customers appreciate that. Yeah. And I think again, that's what brings a great cigar and great cup of coffee together. Yeah, for I sure. I mean, these are top flight cigars that we're smoking here, and you bring a good cup of coffee. It really enhances the whole experience from a taste perspective. Yeah. You don't have a bitter cup of coffee while you're smoking a great cigar. 
Yeah, see, that's one thing I noticed that this isn't, it's not bitter to me. This is a nice, you know, you get that that cocoa-y kind of chocolatey stu- uh, you know, taste on the back end and everything. To me, I've always said coffee tastes like dirt to me. This doesn't taste like <laughs> dirt, so this is, this is this is a good one. Well, I got to tell you, Aaron, for a cookies and cream kind of guy, and you bring out <laughs> the fact that uh, this has some nutty taste, you're exactly right, because that is one of the taste notes, in the, or the cocoa, I think you yeah. mentioned. It's a cocoa yeah. and a nutty taste yeah. to this, right? Yeah. So you kind of found those chocolate notes into mm-hmm. it. So uh, you know what? I think there's some hope for you uh, here, yeah, buddy. You know, you're, you're turning me. <laughs> but, but, it, but it works well with a cigar that has the same kind of flavor profile and notes. You it have does. The, you have the yeah. nuttiness, and you have that cocoa-esque and everything. So exactly. It's, it's really good. You said you roast and everything. Yeah. It's cool because you can walk into your place and actually see the roaster right when you walk in the door. And it's just, it's a nice looking yeah, piece is, of equipment. It's, it's really cool to see Yeah, it. thank you. You know, the whole roasting process, there's a science and an art to this thing, right? Much like making a cigar, yeah. right? You know, there's a science about the time and temperature of how long you're yep. going to roast a bean. What's the temperature? How long do you leave it in there? But the, the real art of it comes when you start thinking about the smell and the visual of what it looks like and listening for the first crack. And it's using kind of all your senses to make sure that you get the best coffee possible much like the process of rolling a great cigar out there, right? Yeah. yeah, both are just, you know, a labor of love. Yeah, they are. Yeah, it's very similar um, when they're fermenting the tobacco. Um, the warehouses, and they have them in the Polones, they measure the temperature at the middle, um, and then they rotate it in four sections to make sure that it ferments at the right temperature. So it's very similar. Very similar, yeah. You know, from the harvesting perspective, from the coffee bean, long before it ever even gets to the United States for roasting, it goes through, you know, uh, a, a process where, which requires the fermenting. Yeah. It requires you being able to strip the actual cherry piece of the bean. You know, the bean's actually inside the the coffee. Uh, the, the, there's an outer coating. It's more looks like a cherry. So like if you flesh. see it on the yeah. bush, you know, that, that cherry piece comes off of there after a milling process that it goes through, right? So they don't eat that? They Well, if they do, I, they might. But. <laughs> well, there's that one meerkat animal thing that eats the cherry, yeah. eats the fruit, and then passes the bean, and then... It, yeah, exactly. Then you get the... We, we don't serve that. <laughs> then you get, yeah, then yeah, roast it's, like, uh, it's like 80 bucks a cup or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, it's the most expensive cup of it coffee. Is. It maybe, is maybe, maybe that's all the bad coffee I've ever had. That's why it, maybe that's it tastes it. like dirt. That's right, that's right. Yeah, so smelling the coffee, I, I I immediately picked up the cocoa note, and then I could tell it was a nutty flavor. Yeah. To me, it yes. smells like almonds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it very well could. And it, it's good that you guys are really detecting that the, the taste notes in there because yeah. it's so easy. We get into our routines of getting a morning cup of coffee and chugging it down, mm-hmm. down just to kind of get that jolt to get us going in the day. But much again, like a cigar, you're sitting down to enjoy it, right? And when you take that time to sit down and understand what's in the cigar, you're also taking the time to understand what's in the coffee. It just makes it an experience rather than just that cup of joe in the morning, yeah. you know. And I think I've done the same thing, you know, kind of taking cigars, you know, you know, to a dis or a disgrace where I just go in there and grab a cigar just so I want a cigar rather yeah, just than something to smoke. and just, you know, smoking yeah. it down rather than actually sitting down and enjoying it yeah. and tasting the flavor profile, tasting what I'm, you know, all the notes and everything. And, you know, with, with this, you know, I'm since we're going to be talking the whole time for the next hour or so and just taking sips and sips of this coffee, you know, it, it's it's kind of opening up a different, you know, aspect of everything that I'm tasting, not in the coffee, but also in the cigar. 
Well, I think that's what makes it interesting about pairings that take mm-hmm. place out there. You know, uh, one of the things that you can take a look at are what are what are some of the coolest pairings that you can do out there? And I think it's an exploratory type of thing, right? Yeah. And every taste bud's going to be a little bit different. And while it's kind of cool to be able to pair origin to origin, right, a Brazilian cigar with a Brazilian coffee, there's a lot of great combinations out there. So the journey continues, right? Do you have a favorite pairing so far? You know, I got to tell you, this would... Uh, this ranks right up there just because I enjoy the conversation that yeah. goes along with it. But you can bring a, Monte, a Nicaraguan to get to the table mm-hmm. with a like a Monte Cristo Robusta and mm-hmm. be able to. I, I've done that a couple times, and yeah. you know that's again origin to origin out there. And uh, I probably just I, I enjoy that origin to origin experience, and uh, I, I think we all need to kind of. I, I know I need to be able to just open that door up a little bit more yeah. and do more of that, to be more intentional about it, I guess I should say. Do you think it has something to do that they're both grown in the, the soil from similar parts like, of the country? I, I like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the coffee grows at uh, about, a, you know, anywhere from 900 to 1,100 meters, about 3,000 feet. Yeah. And um, so, and you know, it, it, the climate is a big part of it, just like it is for the leaves, right? And, and, you know, they come from certain parts of the country or the, of the world, the different yeah. regions, because of the humid summers and the mild winters and right. the soil conditions and you literally the altitude in which it, it, the coffee bean is grown at, right? So understanding all those dynamics of it, um, uh, yeah, it, it, that all comes to the table when you start to sit down to do these pairings, yeah. So we're seeing like a lot more cigars coming from southeast asian territories and i mean are you seeing a lot more of that in the coffee world also not so much no not so much um there are i it's really restricted i don't want to say restricted but just by the climate conditions Uh to indonesia okay okay so that's probably be as far east as we would go from a coffee perspective you get to the sumatras the malabars and those types of things so yeah 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 Learning everything new. There you go. See, I'm a, I'm a tea drinker, so this is all new, oh, yeah. all new to me, so that, I'm liking it. And that's a whole different world when you get into yeah. teas. We do a lot of teas over there, but uh, it, there's a, yeah, that, that opens up a whole new whole new discussion yeah. there, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, my wife used to go to the, the tea stores and they, you know, get them the, the, the containers and they waft yeah. it to you, you know, and I was like, I don't, I just don't get it. But yeah. it was her thing, you know, I, I enjoyed going with her, but I it just, it's over my head, you know, I don't. I don't get it. Well, Mama's happy, Steve. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's your uh, what's your favorite part about owning a coffee shop? Community and culture. I mean, yeah. it's not look. It, it's not about selling a cup of coffee, right? You know, I, I mean, we we do. I really do pride ourselves in the coffee that we serve. Yeah. Okay. But more importantly, I I love serving it in the environment that we have. Yeah. It's about the community, and it's what we're able to do with the coffee house, you know, and we, we do very, every month we do a charity of the month and it's about give back and it's about the opportunity for people to be able to come in our shop and share, you know, whether it's a, a business meeting or uh, various, you know, meetings that take place at night, little groups come in, do their clubs, things like that, a meeting place, a place to come work, you know, everybody brings in something different to the shop, right? And you're comfortable. It's just an environment, just much like it is here at West End, right? You know, there's no baggage when people carry in there, and they, they leave their baggage at the door. And it's kind of cool to be able to see, um, kind of be able to see that and to be able to offer a place to for people to be able to do that. I think that's the coolest part of it. Yeah, it's very similar um, in cigar shops and coffee shops. You know, there, you, you have guys that come in that just want to, you know, listen to music and, and get work done, and then you have people that want to yep. actually talk and, and 
yeah, build a community. Um, and so we have exactly that same thing. Exactly. You know? So it's, yeah. it's, I, I love that we're doing this episode with you. Yeah. Um, because I think it's, it's something that crosses over so well. It really does. It really does. And, 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 and you know, it's, we got a, between our two shops, we've got a great relationship because we do have that common denominator, yeah. Steve. And, um, you know, I think that shows in the community when people are come in here and they get a cup of Guillermo's and they, they, you know, it, 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 it gives that opportunity to say, hey, you guys are working together. You all are part of the community. And yeah. it just enhances the overall experience. So let's talk a little bit about your cigar experience. How long have uh, you been smoking cigars? Um, all right. I'm the type A personality, okay? All right. So when I get into something, I really get into it. We right? all are the same way. <laughs> <laughs> and so while I've had various stages of my life where I've dabbled in them, I'd say really over the last two years is when I've kind of taken it serious to yeah. become educated on it, to know what it is that I'm doing, to yeah. get the appreciation of it. So, uh, you know, um, I, a lot a lot is still to be learned. In two years, I guess you could say I'm still a virgin at this whole thing, right? <laughs> but, um, I, and the journey continues. And I think that's a fun part of it, right? Yeah. Is the education. And much like coffee too. I mean, I bought the coffee shop two years ago, yeah. right? And like I said before, you know, a cup of Folgers was okay, but not really anymore. Right. And I've noticed the same thing with my with the the taste of cigars, right? Yeah. Is that uh, boy? You guys have kind of coached me from from being that little that that guy that comes in here and it's like, oh, we got a newbie, guys. We got a newbie. Let's get it, get this guy straightened out. And it's <laughs> been a journey being able to experience some of these different cigars and understanding and appreciating what goes in it. Yeah. Do you have that much in the coffee uh, coffee business? Like, do people come in and like want to learn about the coffee, or is it mainly just I need a cup of coffee? A little it's bit a of both. Combination. It's a little bit of both. Yeah. I mean, I think the mo- most uh, Starbucks is educated that they need to come in and order the most complicated drink that they possibly can, and they have no idea what they're drinking. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's a whole <laughs> lot of that that goes on, right? Um, but but then there's also the people that come in and want to see us roast and understand what is the roasting process about. Uh, we've even done a few cuppings out there, you know, much like the, you know, when you really break it down and you start going through and everything from when the bean has not gone into the roaster when it's green to when it's just come out and stripping the bean down and being able to, to you know, for in layman's terms here, slurp the coffee to be able to understand what the different notes are and things like that. And um, we, we don't get very many of those. Yeah. They really kind of like seeing that roaster in action. Yeah. Um, and then there are those that kind of do want to understand because we do have such a selection is wh- what's a light roast versus a dark roast versus a yeah. medium roast. And there's some, you know, perceptions out there in the marketplace of light roast versus dark roast that uh, um, need correcting. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I had no idea. You taught me that a light roast has the most caffeine. I always thought like, hey... The darker, the longer it rose, so the more the more rich, the more caffeine you get that buzz and everything. But it's the it's the exact opposite. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, it's the exact opposite, and the logic behind it, and after you kind of think about it, mm-hmm. and it's been explained, makes sense. Is that the longer that that coffee bean stays in the roaster, the more it's cooking, the more the oils are coming out, and also the caffeine is too. Yeah. So the less time it stays in there, the more of that caffeine is retained in the bean. Okay. So a light coffee actually does have more caffeine than a dark coffee. But that is one of those misconceptions is yeah. that, man, go get me that dark roast because I need something to light me up today, <laughs> yeah. right? I need, I need that motor oil. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I guess that probably comes from, like, stronger coffee is, is darker because it there's less water to coffee ratio, right? So that's yeah. where people get the, get the, yeah. the idea yeah. darker coffee would be stronger. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's similar with cigars. Yeah. People assume that. And, and it's not always the case. 
So um, right. I didn't know that either till just yeah. now. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> We're all learning something. Yeah. Listeners, listen up. That's right. <laughs> Let's touch on the cigar a little bit. Um, we're a little ways in now. Um, I'm, I'm probably just now cracking into the second third of the cigar, and the spice is, is kind of ramping up just a little bit. Yep. Yeah, I'm starting to feel it on the back of my palate and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, it's got, to me, it gets that little bit of a tickle in the back of the throat. Just you feel that you feel that pepper and that spice coming through and everything. Um, but but drinking it or or uh, not drinking it, but having it with this drinking this coffee, your cigar, yeah, drinking my cigar. <laughs> um, but having it with this coffee and everything, it has that nice balance. Um, you know, I think one of the things that I always always used to, used to think was that you know it's coffee to me kind of always tasted like I said dirt and burnt. I think it's more or less like this is not burnt; it's it's roasted, and you just get that that flavor profile of just the you know you can taste the roastedness of it, the toast everything just like you get on with this cigar that we're having yeah exactly and and again kind of about you know a third of the way through the stick i'm also noticing some of those peppery notes that yeah. you're talking about there and it, it it does as you drink the coffee that goes with that it even comes out a little bit more and i think there's a little palate cleansing that takes place in there between oh, yeah, the sips as well too yeah, yeah definitely. and that just in, once again enhances yeah. the experience right yeah. Yeah, the yeah. the only thing that's not changing with this cigar is how much smoke is coming oh, out. Oh yeah, no, it smokes out of both ends, uh, just at a massive rate. I mean, it's unreal. Yeah, I mean that's what I've always liked about you know the, the whole Drew Estate line is yeah. just how much smoke these things produce. They definitely make good photo photo op uh, cigars. When, yeah, when you try to get the smoke in the <laughs> picture, trying to get that smoke ring and everything, oh, just yeah. that that plume coming off. Yeah, it's it's a real nice one. But yeah, but the cigar is is going really well. You know. Um, by itself, it's great with this with this coffee. It's it's really yeah. good. Um, well, this cigar comes in five vitolas, um, so you have a short Corona Gorda, which is a five and seven eighths by forty six, a Robusto Grande, which is a five and a half by fifty two, a Lonsdale Deluxe, which is a six by forty four, the Toro Especial, which is a six by fifty two, and that's the one we're smoking tonight, and then um, the Pyramid Fino, which is a six by fifty four. So. Yeah, I actually picked a Toro tonight since I picked yeah. it up rather than the Robusto. So yeah, that's, uh, it's interesting. interesting. I know. So it's switching it up on you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing uh, we've noticed with recording these, Jim, is that um, we're smoking cigars that aren't necessarily in our comfort zone, and, it, and it's really helped develop some of the, the palettes that, that we can pick up. So um, we, we really hope that's, that's what happens with listeners as well yeah. uh, try cigars they necessarily wouldn't because it, it, it's such a spectacular cigar but a lot of people won't smoke this because they're afraid of it because they think it's too full Makes but sense. yeah, yeah. No, i wouldn't i wouldn't really call good. this definitely full this is a, a three-quarter at most yeah it's on the fuller side but it's not it's not it's not crazy no it's not a full um but it just it packs flavor and everything yeah. it just has everything with it it's kind of like how you know the very first cigar we did was with the julius caesar you know, I can put this in the same class where it just has flavor on top of flair, just layers and layers and layers of just everything. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you have that cocoa, you have a little bit of that leather, you get that spice now coming in, yeah. starting at the second, third and everything. So it's just it's just layers on top of layers, layers of flavor just starting to come through. And then the smoke aspect, I mean, it's... It's gray yeah. in here. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like you think well, there, you think there'd be five people or you know whole whole group of people in here. Um, when I first lit it, I, I got a almost like um, like a fruit kind of note to it um, that starts out almost like um, it's not cherry but kind of you know a kind of like maybe dates kind of to that. Yeah. Um, 
and, and so that has completely gone away. Yeah. Um, and now it's just all like, you know, a little bit of spice, really nice nutty flavor, and then more on that leathery note. And I think the coffee is enhancing that a little bit. It probably does. It yeah. allows that to come out a little bit more. Yeah. I like what you guys are doing, too, is that you're challenging yourselves to step out of the zone a little bit, right? Yeah. And that's great for the listeners. We do something similar in the coffee industry when you take some of these origin origin beans that we have and we create specialized blends okay now some beans will go better together with others right Mm -hmm. and that's that's our way of challenging ourselves to be able to create different blends out there because a kenya bean does not necessarily and i'm just pulling this arbitrarily out with a guatemala bean from guatemala right so you know that's where your true Master Roaster comes into play and the people that understand those. And we, we my son is really good at that. He um, will go and create blends for uh, various restaurants and actually do a private label blend for these guys. Petit & Key, one of the top restaurants in the, in the state of Arkansas, um, has a P&K blend created by, you know, a tasting that had taken place. So it's challenging those taste buds, right? And, uh, and so I like what you guys are doing with that. Yeah. Do you guys do... Um like roasting while the shop's open? Uh, yeah, a lot of times. In, yeah. fa- <laughs> in fact, our, our shops are so close together, I've heard it on several occasions where people will come in here and say, man, I can smell Guillermo's roasting over there right now. <laughs> you know, because, it, it, you know, we've got these huge exhaust fans that yeah. take it out of the shop, right? And uh, you can smell it a mile away from here. So, yeah, um, yeah we notice our business goes up a little bit at that time, too. Yeah. Because everybody's <laughs> kind of like, oh, man, i got to have that cup of coffee. Well, that's, <laughs> when, that's when our goes down because everybody leaves here and yeah. goes over there. <laughs> we'll time that better next time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to go over there and see that someday because I, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen – you know, coffee being roast. It's a know, process. It, there's a profile with each bean. I mean, uh-huh. a, you know, a true time-tested profile on the science things, as I was mentioning yeah. earlier, in terms of time and temperature. And it's not just at, and at, at like, it needs to be this temperature for 20 minutes. It's a ramped-up scale. So your, need, your beans need to be at 175 degrees at the 18-minute mark. Okay, mm-hmm. so and then it needs to go to 195 degrees at the 20 minute mark, not the 22 minute mark. So you can overheat or or not heat enough, and so that will affect the uh, actual taste of the bean. So, so wow. I assume that whenever like roasting is going on, that is the main priority focus. Like you, like or whoever's roasting, like they that is their job to make sure yeah everything hits at the right time and everything. It, that's a really good point, Aaron. Because and and so there's a good thing about doing it during business hours, mm-hmm. and that is it attracts the business. The bad thing is it can distract yeah. The, yeah. the master roaster. Definitely. So you know, it, you know, sometimes Josh will just put his his uh, headphones on to get in the zone. Yeah. You know, and it and sends a message to the customer. It's like this is serious business, yeah. right? Um, I, little diversion here, but I was in uh, London, England a while ago and stopped by Harrods, and they have their own coffee shop within Harrods, right? Well, they also have the roaster in in cased in these huge windows that the, the silent you know silencing the audience around mm-hmm. him yeah. so that the roaster can go in and be just undistracted you see it but you things. don't interrupt him yeah that's yeah. pretty cool yeah yeah i really like this and, I, and like i said i'm not a coffee guy so this is this is new to me well good good so, uh, yeah this is this is opening up a new some new windows and everything which i yeah i'll probably you know experience just on my own personal time and not just for our show 
Well, you know, I think education does do that, right? It yeah. kind of opens yeah. us up and enlightens us a little bit more as to, you know, what what's behind the scenes in each of these things. And I think that's what this podcast is good for. It's being able to, you know, kind of take a deeper dive into but each cigar and each type of coffee and the different aspects of not just cigars and coffee, but cigars and X, yeah. you know. Now, so we touched a little bit on the last episode about um, retrohaling. Do you, do you do this? Do you know what that is? With the cigar? So it's um, you, you draw from the cigar into your mouth, and then you let the smoke actually roll out through your nose. So it goes through your, your sinus your nasal cavity. Passage. So it opens up some new um, flavor notes. Um, like when I do it, the, the leather is a lot more distinct on okay. the retrohale to me. Okay. Um, so that's something we talked about. Last episode, we talked more towards, um, you know, guys that are newer to it. Yeah. Kind of like yourself, like a couple years yeah. in, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely something we'll, we'll have to uh, sit down and try to teach you how to do that. So we'll, uh, we'll have to do that. I'm afraid I might, like, you know, not do it properly the first time and, yeah. and, and start the coughing episode. We don't need that. Yeah, well, and I probably wouldn't recommend it on this cigar this to cigar, start. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's going to burn. Because yeah. <laughs> so. I, I just did it, and I, <laughs> I had to, like, uh, hold my cough in. Yeah, your eyes watering. It's a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really good though. I, I love this pairing. So, um, what what are some of your uh, your favorite cigar brands? You know, well, I'm glad you said brands because yeah. I think that that's you know again new coming into this. I I'm I'm learning the you know the language as well as it goes along with this, right? Um, but, but there are some definite brands out there that I've got. You know, I'm kind of a Perdomo guy. That's my main go-to. Yeah. But um, um, I'm an Alec Bradley fan. Uh, LFDs, no question about it. It's Monte Cristo. I've had some great experiences there. Um, you know, the Oliva, uh, love yeah. the Oliva. Um, but I think, you know, again, those are kind of, Perdomo's my mainstay. Yeah. That's my go-to. But I wouldn't be doing myself a favor if I just stuck with one either. Yeah. Okay. And that's why I rely on you guys a lot of times, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I enjoy hearing your different opinions and being able to try new things. And I think over the course of the couple of years is that, um, that you know, maybe you guys would attest that. Well, I've seen his, he, I've seen him step out a little bit more into some yeah. of these other areas, and I think that's what we need to do with anybody that's new to this because you do get new appreciations. Yeah, we love um, educating people. Um, you know, when when somebody comes in and, and they're they're wanting to learn about it, I mean, it, as long as there's no one else coming in, yeah, I'll stand in there for two hours with you and talk. Yeah, you know, it yeah. doesn't always happen because you know we stay fairly busy, you but. Do. Um, we just I'll, love helping yeah, people. I like seeing the growth of people who people who yeah. just come in and just start, you know, with maybe just flavored cigars, and yeah. they want to branch out into something, you know, just a traditional style. You starting off with something small, and then going on from there. I mean, I, that's just that's just perks of the job. Yeah, I, we similar type of thing in the coffee shop. We like to take the guys who drink cookies and cream and be able to gravitate <laughs> them into the uh, good old cup of black coffee. So, well, you know, well, I've, I've got, yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, I'm not even drinking this with cream and sugar. This is you're, just you're, this you're, is just straight. You know? Yeah. So I asked him if I could put cream and sugar in it before we started, and he told me no. And I was like, well, why? It's my coffee, right? And he, you brought up a good point. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you're really distracting yourself from the experience, and you're yeah. not getting the true taste. Yeah of what's in the, in the cup of coffee. You're not getting those chocolate notes. You've yeah. now covered them up with milk or right. cream or, you know, whatever, or sugar. You know, yeah. you're not, you're really not experiencing a cup of coffee. Now, you know, and like you guys have said, smoke what you like. Right. Okay? Well, same thing with coffee. Drink what you like. Yeah. Okay. We're not going to convert everybody over to being a, you know, a hardcore 
black coffee drinker. Yeah. Um, no, I'm still going to drink my frappuccinos. You're still going to drink your frappuccinos, <laughs> exactly. You know, but but that's that's yeah. Well, it makes sense too with a pairing, and and we're trying to pick notes out and things like yeah. that. You shouldn't do it with a coffee that that you've tainted at right. that point, right? And Same thing with the flavors. Yeah. yeah. It's like I think this is the first cup of black coffee I've had since we've done. Since we did that pairing January of yeah. what is this nineteen so eighteen when we did that pairing with the you know local brewery and everything. Right. And I even, you know, when it was after helping everybody and you're like, Hey, do you want some coffee? I'm like, Yeah, how do I need to take it? And you told me how to take it. I'm like, All right, yeah. I'm drinking a black. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, you know, this is this is good. I, I really like it because it's uh, it's opening experiences for me and you know, I'll continue on doing some stuff with it. Good. Um, let's talk about your most memorable cigar. All right. Well, that that one's easy to answer because it's not only it was a great cigar, but it was the great experience that made it probably a great cigar, you know. And um, I, I'd been into my journey now. This this was actually fairly recently. It was probably my last trip to Denver. And my other son uh, lives out there. And, you know, he's heard me talking about the cigar experience, cigar experience, cigar experience. So I said, well, come on, let's go. Let's go have a cigar together. You know, let me see what this is all about. And uh, we went into a place called Churchill's in downtown Denver there in the Brown Hotel, you know, and ordered a Padron Family Reserve. Pretty nice cigar, you know, and I'm feeling like a hotshot because I'm here, you know, you know, bragging to my kid about what I get. You know, I actually act like I know what I'm doing, right? But uh, so he said, okay. So we sat down, and I was extremely impressed with the cigar itself, okay? But... It, it, it was definitely enhanced by the fact that I was with him and it gave me a chance to give back some of the great things that I've had smoking cigars, yeah. you know, to my son. And so by the time that, you know, um, that had ended and he had brought his, his girlfriend in, she sat right along with us, enjoyed it. Okay. Smoked right along with us, kept up with us. I think she had a greater appreciation for what was going on than he even did. And then we started the community talk, right? There was a couple guys at the end. The next thing you know, we're talking to them and we're talking about sailing. And yacht. And we walked out of there and I said, that experience is what cigar smoking is all about. Yeah. It wasn't just the cigar. It was how you all enjoyed it, how you took it in, how we had community, fellowship, and learned from each other. Yeah. Were you here for the Jose Blanco event that we did? Yes, I was. Okay, so um, we did an event with Jose Blanco, and he brought in a cigar that had five different wrappers on it. Same yeah. liner filler all the way through, but five different wrappers. And the whole idea was to help people start to pick up flavor notes, right? Right. And uh, that's one of the things he says during that seminar is, you know, if, if you smoke with assholes, your cigar's going to taste like it. So <laughs> uh, that's something that, that uh, any cigar smoker will tell you. Yes. You know, it's... Yeah. it's most so we've done this. Um, let's see, you're our third guest now, and um, each time the person has told us their most memorable cigar has been because of what they were doing at the time. Yeah, and, oh, and, and ours as well. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and, and so it's all and all of ours have been within the last two years. Also, I mean, other than know, Brandon, other than, other than Brandon, but me, you, all within the past calendar year. Yeah, um, Will was within two or three three years years, i mean so it's all i mean everything new lasting experience or you know memories that are etched in our brain all happen fairly new and you know it's probably one of those things where those memories will probably you know get bumped down a list yeah you know with times change and everything and another new experience like i've already said how mine will change but that just shows you how you know every time you have a great cigar it's great memorable experience something else could probably peak that 
yeah. you know, eventually later on. You know, you have IPCPR coming up yeah. in five weeks. You never know who you'll be smoking with, yeah. you You're know, right. then. So it, everything could get bumped down a list. And with you and your boy and you yeah. know, Denver and everything, that's that's awesome. So yeah. was he a cigar smoker or did you bring it up to him? Not a cigar light smoker as you and I know it. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. He'd done the bachelor party thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. You, know, so you, did, you just had that, that true father, son, exactly. let's have a cigar. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And you started him with a Padron. I, hey, that, yeah. Hey, that's only down Not Just not a Padron, but the family reserve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's just, it's all downhill from there. Yep. Yep. No, it, it was a great experience, but like you said, Aaron, you know, that's the journey, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why we keep coming back in part. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. You always try to find you always try to find that, you know, that next great experience and everything. Like, um, you know, is there such a thing as a perfect cigar? Because, you know, when you find that perfect cigar, you don't have that hunt anymore. Um, you know, there's plenty of cigars that I'll rank five out of five, 10 out of 10, but I know there's always something maybe a little bit better. So that's what you're always trying to find, you know, the, the next, you know, the next big thing for you personally and everything. And that's what we're all trying to know find out see i i disagree with you on that um i i don't think there is a perfect cigar um, that's what, no that's what i'm saying i don't no, think that there might not be so right. you're always trying to on the hunt trying well, to no, find see it. that's the difference i don't hunt for the perfect cigar right I, my whole goal is to get every bit of enjoyment out of the cigar that i'm holding at, at that time and that's part of the reason i don't like the question of what is your favorite cigar that's why we don't ask you that question we ask you for a few of your favorite brands right and then we ask you what's your most memorable cigar because that's the one that that most people would say stands out the most in their life, right? Because it's wrapped in an experience. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I I disagree with searching for the perfect cigar. I, I don't I don't think of that when I'm trying new cigars. First disagreement on the show. That's awesome. That's what I've wanted since the first <laughs> recording. Yeah, it, it's just I just don't I just don't think you'll ever find the perfect cigar. I mean, and, I, and, I, and, I and once you think, have it, you won't know it. That's what I'm saying. I don't think you will either, but I'm going to, I'm going to look. For so I'm not searching for it. That's the difference. See, I, see that's the thing I'm, I'm going to look for. It. I'm going to actively yeah. find the best one for me. I well, there's a difference. You guys have different opinions like that. That's good. That's, what, <laughs> that's all a part of the, the cigar culture right there. Yeah. You nailed it. So I know um, just from conversations we've had. Um, so I'm diabetic and you were very involved with the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation here in Arkansas. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it was a journey that uh, unfortunately had to begin back in 1999. My son, who I mentioned is in Denver, is a type 1 diabetic that was diagnosed when he was five. And we moved here in 1998. And, and at that time, so he was, you know, six, well, about seven or eight years old. Yeah. And there wasn't a support group here. And we moved from Tulsa where they had a great support group and there was a big void. And we knew what that void felt like and we didn't want others to feel that void. So myself and, and three other gentlemen and an administrative, administrative assistant kind of pulled our resources together and we actually created the local JDRF chapter here. We were like uber involved for years and years. And you know, my son was kind of the poster child as we kind of grew and recruited people and continued to drive funds to be able to find a cure for type one. You know, our, the goal is type one to type none, right? Yeah. And uh, we, we want to get out of business, but here we are 20 years later um, and still fighting for a cure. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's, that has been a journey in and by itself. 
Um, there was a, a gala that we had just a couple weeks ago, and I remember the first one we did 20 years ago, and we may have had 200 patrons there, and uh, all fighting for a cure, and it's now grown to well over a thousand, and the funds keep coming in. Wow! And uh, we, 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 I, I'm tired of collecting money. <laughs> uh, it's time to find a cure for this, right? And uh, I had no we idea that you did that because yeah. our paths have probably crossed before because my brother is type one, mm. and we, you know, we did the go to the the runs and the, everything yeah. like that yeah and so yeah I had, I had no idea so that's pretty cool so we probably could have met we very well could have close to 20 years ago that's right now we're meeting again that's we're not right. meeting again but now we have you know have this yeah. relationship together so that's 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 really cool and yeah. like we were watching the race you know before we went on the air and you you talked about you know his sponsor on his on his uh yeah his burn his jacket. Jersey, yeah. yeah so that's now now i get the now I get the connection because at first I was like, all right, whatever, it's a sponsor. But now, <laughs> but now I understand. That's so that's a, that's pretty neat. Yeah. All right. So we are. I'm I'm about halfway through. You look like you're a tad bit further. Yeah, probably a little bit further. Yeah, Jim, you're you're getting there. Um, it's smoking you, at both ends, though. I will say. Yeah, that it is for sure. Well, what do you yeah. think of it? I, you know, I really do like it. Um, and, and I got to tell you, you know, for for I'm, I tend to be on a little bit more of a milder side, okay, just because that's what. I'm acclimated to, but again, I've been breaking out of that a little yeah. bit more, and this is something that I've found easy to move up into, right? Yeah. Um, I'm still getting the peppery notes. I I I, I, I do d- distinctly taste, succinctly taste those, right? Yeah. Um, uh, it's burning smooth, and that's what I like. You know, sometimes I'm not always looking for the exact same thing that you guys are that have a little right. bit more of a developed taste bud out there. I'm looking for a good burn. I'm looking for something I'm not too worried about. Now, i got to fix this run because I didn't smoke it right or yeah. whatever it may be. And uh, this has been a good quality, consistent consistent smoke. really has. So I will, I will say Drew Estate is one of the only cigars that you can put down, not smoke for 10, 15 minutes, pick it back up, and you don't have to yeah, retouch it up or relight it just because it, it stays that constant, yeah. Yeah. that smoldering nice I don't know burn if it goes 10, maybe 5. Well, still, I mean, longer <laughs> That's than a long time. Though, I, mean, yeah. I mean, it's one of those ones where, you know, I have yet to have to touch this up. Yeah. You know, I know I haven't, you know, been smoking the whole time and everything. So that's just, yeah. to me, they, they just make a good constructed yeah. cigar all the way through. But like you were saying, too, how, you know, your normal stuff that you do smoke, because, you know, we check you out all the time. Like you said, it's the Perdomo, either the Champagne or the 20th or something like right. that. You know, this definitely is a little bit, you know, stronger for your taste so far. But that's why we're doing this whole show is, you know really branch out on out of our comfort zones that we said you know every yeah. episode so far and i think in every every episode that we've done we've done some aspect out of our normal range of other than the julius caesar other than julius yeah i mean that <laughs> we one, all love that one now that yeah that one that was not that you can't you can't put that one in the list but everything else but even even with the coffee you know when we were talking about you know who we want to have on and everything we knew we wanted to have you on and i was like damn I don't drink coffee. <laughs> well, neither okay. of us do. Really. I know yeah. neither of us do. Yeah. So it's just like, but it's one of those things where we're opening up to new experiences. But like I've said from you know the very beginning, this show isn't for us. Right. It's for you know the aficionados, the consumers, the people who are just starting out. And now you know bringing in coffee people, you know, that's just an, a different you know, like I said, a layer of flavor to everything that we're doing. You know, what this show we want it to be about. Well, I'd encourage your listeners to take that message to heart and continue that exploration out there because yeah. it's through these new adventures that you find that you find new enjoyments, right? Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid. I mean, 
they're not going to hurt you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not going to hurt you. You know, and if, if it's something that you don't like, then you try something else. Right. right. I mean, this isn't a permanent thing in your life. I mean, yeah. it, 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 it's something that, that can broaden your horizons, uh, good or bad. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe you learn that, you know what, that's not for me. Okay. But the next one is. And unless you're willing yeah. to try that, you're never going to find that out. Yeah, because, Same thing with coffee. Yeah, because I went into, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I went into this thinking like, man, this coffee is going to suck. I'm going to hate every bit of this. I'm going to have to choke this <laughs> shit down. But it is, I'm really enjoying it. It's really good. Um, in fact, uh, hey, Doug, you want to, uh, yeah. you want to top me off over there? <laughs> yeah, we have, we have uh, Dougie Fresh in here tonight with us too. Look at that. Get, I'm even getting a second round. So. <laughs> That stands something yeah. right there. I'm, I'm thank you, honored thank you. and humbled. Yeah, it's a great pairing. And one of the things I will do, promise from now on, too, is to keep the Malabar out of the shop. Yeah. Because the Malabar <laughs> is the highest caffeine in the world. And we understand that Dougie Fresh is a, a, a coffee drinker, but that one took him to his limits, too. After about five <laughs> coffees of that, he worked all night long, I heard. Yeah, not only is he a coffee drinker, he drinks probably, what, two pots a day? At least. Yeah. So you're talking about a guy that drinks some coffee, and he had, what, two cups of it that day? And he was wired. <laughs> I'm telling you, he was cleaning everything, That's it. talking to everybody. I mean, well, you, maybe he it'll stimulate cigar sales, too. Yeah, you know? maybe, maybe we ought to bring it on these things, and yeah, yeah. Um, so this cigar, uh, the blend on it, it's got a uh, Brazilian Matafina wrapper um, that we're starting to see a little bit more of. Um, it's tobacco that they shied away from for a little while, but it, it's definitely made a resurgence. Then it has a Connecticut River Valley Broadleaf binder with uh, Nicaraguan filler, and, and they've just done a spectacular job. It's, it's very well constructed. Uh, it, it's complex, but it's not changing too much, you know? No, it, other than that first half inch, and then it really gets into it, it's very it's very consistent. That's yeah. that's about when that spice and everything mm-hmm. uh, ramps up. You know, that. Um, so before every cigar, I do a cold draw where you just, you know, you cut it, and then you just, you know, draw it in your mouth and everything like you would smoke but off that first cold draw you get without any fire yeah without any fire so you get that you get that leather you get a little bit of that cedar and everything but once you do that that leather and that woody notes to me anyways uh you know disperses and goes away and that's when you get that cocoa nib a little bit you get that get that spice that pepper and everything all the way through and you know i i don't have anything bad to say um with the cigar, everything about it, is, I, I really like. Even the band, because yeah. the band's not a sexy band. It's just, it's very straightforward. That nice teal blue, that you know, that bronze uh, uh, lettering and, and wrapper around it, and everything. It's just a very, it's a very clean looking label and everything. And that's just, and that just goes to it because it's a, it's a no frills cigar, I guess per se. It's just a good quality. Hey, this is a cigar we're going to do, and this is what this is what it's going to be. You know, one thing I noticed too is as we start getting closer and closer to the band, is I'm not getting a burn. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, and that that's showing to me yeah. a, a good quality through and through from start to finish. Yeah, um, you know, it, I'm not, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not dreading the next like oh my gosh the next draw you know um it it, it's it's keeping it consistent it's not it's not harsh it has that it has that robust but it's a smooth just nice robust rather than a you know really harsh grab you by the throat robust and it's it's i'm really i'm really liking this a lot well let's uh let's get into the game now you want to do that let's do it um yeah so we've had you know we had some good responses from people who would take the money um, yeah, most people said they would take the money last week, which was interesting. So our question last week was, um, 
a million dollars, but every time a person of the opposite sex asks you a question, your pants become inappropriately short shorts. And most people on Facebook said they would take it. They would take it. And I also got a lot of pictures of people sending me rompers if I wanted to wear them. Oh, yeah. Um, I come still on, have somebody not, please send I still one. haven't seen rompers come to my front door, so until somebody actually sends it to me that's not in this shop, I want to clarify no, that. No, that's not what you said. I went back and listened to the episode to make sure. You said if I bought you one, you'd wear it too. So if nobody sends one within the next couple of weeks, I'm going to go buy you one. I'm a man of my word. Um, <laughs> well, this but, question has me nervous. So, so, every, so, so every week we do, just to break it up a little bit, and we get to see the psyche of people and everything like, like that. Um, we do a game called Million Dollars, but it's from my favorite podcast. It's called Rooster Teeth Productions. They just do a whole bunch of comedy shows, uh, all online-based stuff. Uh, just a great podcast and f- just funny stuff. And they also do a game called Million Dollars, but... Okay. So they created a game, great to play with your friends and everything. We, I keep it up here at the shop. You know, people just say it, see it, and you know they can play it by itself. But the question goes: I ask you a question, something happens, and then a scenario. You either take the scenario, you get the money, or don't. Plain and simple. Okay. So the question is, and we're going to say this is so. This is for life. Also, million dollars. But whenever you you use the word yes. You grow a second set of eyebrows. Oh. <laughs> Do they keep growing? Wow. No, I'm going to say, like, they'll probably go, they'll disperse. Let's say they disperse within a couple hours. But every time the word yes comes out of your mouth, second set of eyebrows right on top of your head. Right on top of my head. Yeah. But if I say, if I say yes to that, and I get the million dollars, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's one, it's a million dollars it, it, one time one only. One time. One time only. Million bucks. Every time I say yes. Grow double set eyebrows. Yep. Can I say hell yes? <laughs> <laughs> you bet I would. You bet I would. You can always trim eyebrows. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with you on that. So I'm going to say yes because my eyebrows are like bleach blonde. You don't really have eyebrows. So it doesn't look like I have eyebrows. <laughs> what would be weird for me is if I grew another set and they were brown, then like, whoa, why are your eyebrows so high up on your head? Oh, goodness. I'd probably take the money too. Yeah. That's, I'd, I'd that's take easy. That. Oh, yeah. Now, what if it, what if it was. Instead of a second set of eyebrows, it grows together like a unibrow. Like, uh, what's the basketball player? Uh, oh, Anthony Davis? Yeah, Anthony Davis. Yeah. You grow a unibrow. Absolutely. You'd still Million take bucks? It. Yeah, I'm uh, not that vain. You've got to see the rest of the package. It just really wouldn't matter. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I, I would take it. Um, I think that's an easy yes That's an easy one, yeah. I think across, everybody across would take that. Yeah. So I'm, Unless I'm, you were I'm, like a model or... You know, something like that. Then it may make a difference. I don't think any of us have that problem. No. no. <laughs> That's for sure. No. Maybe beard models. Hey, I got that going. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's hilarious. Well, you want to tell everybody? One. Yeah. You want to tell everybody what uh, we're going to have next week? Yeah. So next week we're going to do the uh, Tatuaje Black Label Corona Gorda. Um, that's another shop favorite. It's Tatuaje's my favorite company. Um, so I smoke a ton of those. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah. It's going to be. I smoke a lot of Tatawahe. I actually don't smoke that that one that often, yeah. so it's a it's gonna be a, a good one because it's not one I come a, I, I come a, across to a lot just because I have such a wide selection and we carry a whole lot of Tatawahe. Um, I can't. I honestly don't know the last time I've actually smoked that one. It's probably been close to a year, if I had to guess. Yeah, that I've one. Had the black label. Um, it's a really good, consistent cigar, but I think it's not very flashy, and so it kind of gets pushed to the wayside a little bit with with cigar fans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the big, the big, I don't, I don't really want to say fad, but the big 
thing right now is searching out these you know super limited edition yeah, and, and the unicorns yeah and um and so that cigar kind of gets pushed to the side and uh pete's one of those guys he puts out cigars that are that right mm-hmm. unicorn cigars that guys yeah. search for but he also makes some of the most phenomenal um consistent everyday smokes that anybody could smoke so um that's part of why i love them and i and i'm you know I just became, you know, part of the Saint, Saints and Sinners. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't want to say club. Is it a club or? Yeah, it's is a, club. It a club. Yeah. I, you know, I so saw. I'm, I'm really excited. You know, that I'm finally in that because I've been trying for yeah. a couple of years, and you know, you've been in for how many years now? Uh, four. Four. Yeah. So I mean, I know Tatawahe is definitely on our list of, of you know, yeah, you fa- favorite brands and everything. You won't understand this, but the guys that are in the in the club will get this. Your shipment will get here on Monday. <laughs> yeah, I've already read through all the stuff. I know they, they don't. They it ships out, you know, whenever. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to next week and everything. So it's gonna be a, gonna be a good one. But right now we're still enjoying this uh, this uh, stock cut Maduro, and I'm about to take the band off and everything. I think we're all about the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same range on that one. Yeah, it's mellowed out just a just a tad. To me, I'm, I'm not picking up the spice. It is as much. The, the spice has gone down. Uh, you know, a hair. And part of that may be the coffee as well. Could be, yeah. But it, 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 again, it's it's a very good pairing and everything. Um, so I can't wait to do, you know, more pairings of, you know, coming in there. So what I can do now is I can come in there and say, hey, I'm going to smoke this. What do you recommend, you know, I drink with that? So I'm going to take your word for it just like you take our word for Absolutely. what to smoke and everything. And I encourage everybody else, you know, out there, go to your local, uh, you know, yeah. coffee shop and everything. Right. And, and support them, and you know, just take their recommendation on what the, on what they would have and everything. Where can uh, do you do you have social media or anything like that? Where can people find you? Yeah, we sure do. www.guillermoscoffee.com. Okay, now Guillermo's that's going to be a tough one for y'all to spell. Okay, <laughs> uh, Guillermo's got its name by the way because the the original owner was a guy named Bill, and Bill is William, and William in Spanish is Guillermo. Oh, okay. okay. So there's G U I L L E R M O S Coffee.com. Okay, and we got a great Facebook page out there. You can look up Guillermo's Coffee House. Uh, we're on Instagram as well too. So uh, lots to take a look at. You can obviously uh, jump on there. You can order a coffee online. Okay, okay, nice. and we can ship it to you as well too great um so be glad to do that yeah so great yeah so you can go over there across the street get some get some uh, good coffee and come over here get a cigar and then you know tell us what you think about you know the pairing itself yeah do you ship any overseas we can, you can. absolutely we have a couple of listeners overseas oh good so that's why i'm asking yeah yeah jump online and uh, we'll get it over to you yeah great yeah I, and if you're in an interesting enough place i'll deliver it personally <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know a few are in Australia, so you might you might have a trip down to Australia if you want to do that. <laughs> Looking forward to the down under. Awesome. <laughs> All right, Jim, we want to say thanks for coming, man. Appreciate um, you guys. I've really enjoyed this pairing. This has uh, really opened up some avenues. I think I'm going to start exploring a little more with coffee. Yeah. Um, and and drinking more coffee. So. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm I'm going to also, and I'm I'm looking forward to. I'm I'm still going to drink my frappuccino, uh, cookies and cream, cookies and cream, seventeen year old white girl coffee. We got to get the ginger and cream on the menu. Hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> let's, well, let's that's great. I encourage your listeners to do the same thing. Take some time, you know, go into your local cigar shop and and ask them about their coffee, right? Because yeah. most cigar yeah. shops do have coffee. Yeah. And um, encourage that you know that that type of 
culture along those lines. Or if you're out on your back porch, okay, that morning cup of coffee and a good Maduro or something, you know, yeah. take the time to kind of realize what it is you're drinking and smoking and just really take it all in. Yeah, take the time and actually, you, you know, taste taste what you're smoking and everything and yeah. see how everything complements each other because you know I, I came in tonight you know not not saying not looking forward to it, but just kind of like okay i want to drink coffee but now it's like all right i'm drinking a good cup of coffee yeah. and having a cigar and now i'm thinking in my head like so when i when i travel next week i'm going out of town yeah. i want to you know hit up a couple of cigar shops now i want to hit up you know some coffee houses and and just see what i can find and everything so it's going to be uh you've opened my eyes to uh to new uh New revenue of where I can spend my money. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah your gonna love that. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, she. Well, so that she is the big coffee drinker. Yeah, so, so now, so now maybe that. I can, you know, drink coffee with her rather than yeah. you know, when we go, go to some place teach or something. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, anytime I can help a marriage while selling coffee, I think we've <laughs> really accomplished a couple things here tonight. Well, guys. no, now now I I can be like when we go to the go to whatever coffee shop we go to, and she gets her coffee. I don't have to be like. Yeah, I'll take that real girly one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, no, I'll, t- I'll take uh, whatever she's having. <laughs> All right, well, we want to say thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget, we are doing the Tatuaje Black Label next week. So uh, go to your local shop or swing in here at West End Cigars. Um, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can find Aaron and I. The Straight Cut Podcast is, is out there on social media as well. Um, and we will see you guys next week. Later. Cheers. Cheers.